because they no longer had to advertise in the open. They can now advertise online. They could take their payments online. They could get directions to the hotel online. And so it's actually the adoption of the smartphone, which let's face it, is just a broadband connected microcomputer. The adoption of the smartphone is what directly led to the modern explosion in human trafficking that we see today. everyone, I'm Tiffany Xingyu. I'm the GM and a co-founder of Oasis Consortium, a nonprofit that builds brand and user safety standards. Among all the online toxicity use cases we've seen that platforms ask us to look at, human trafficking is one of them. And that's the reason why today I want to invite our guest, Nick Mikenley, to really unpack what human trafficking is, how it has been amplified through the internet, and how to prevent it. Nick was a former, former special agent at CIA. During his time at CIA, he started Deliver Fund. So today, Nick, welcome to the show. Tell us more about yourself, Deliver Fund, and why you started Deliver Fund while you were at CIA. Well, thank you, uh, and thank you for having me, Tiffany, and, and thank you for you know, shining a light on this, on this problem. It's a, it's a very, very important problem for us all to be aware of. Uh, so when I was at the CIA, uh, we were, I, I was at a country overseas and we were doing some counter narcotics uh, and, and counterterrorism missions. And we came across what I like to call smoking gun intelligence, right? On, on, on human trafficking. I mean, it was, we knew who the human trafficker were, was and, and what they were doing. And so we were looking for where to take that intelligence, like who, who wants it? And ultimately, after a period of weeks, what we found was that nobody wanted that intelligence because there was, at the time at least, no presidential mandate for reporting on the human trafficking issue. And that got me curious. It made me think, here we are in this war on terror, the longest war in the history of our country. We can kill people with six, you know, from 6,000 miles away with flying robots, but we don't have anybody looking at the human trafficking issue. We have a drug enforcement agency that we spend billions of dollars fighting the illicit uh, sale of narcotics, yet 90% of drugs are legal. We have a Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, yet alcohol, tobacco, and firearms are all legal, and we're spending billions of dollars fighting the illicit sale of these legal commodities, yet 100% of human trafficking, human slavery, is illegal. And yet there wasn't one single entity coordinating the fight uh, in human against human trafficking in America. And so I decided that that was a, a problem I could solve and set about solving it. And why, why is it the case? Why there is a white space for that? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I spent over uh, almost 20 years in the U.S. government, and I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, our, you know, we, we throw so much money at counter narcotics and counter weapons proliferation. And, and those are very, very important things. But why is it that we aren't throwing equal amounts of money at, at, at the human trafficking problem? Uh, that I don't have a good answer to, but we did figure out how to craft 
you know, repeatable, scalable solutions to then help the system and help private companies and brands around fighting human trafficking. Interesting. So as you mentioned, um, human trafficking is uh, modern slavery. And before we jump into the solutions you're offering, tell us how bad the situation is today. When we look at human trafficking, it's important to realize that this is a this is an underground economy. We don't have good statistics, um, and anybody who says they have good statistics is just fooling themselves. But there there is some some basic math we can do to to make some estimates around what is most likely going on from a numbers perspective. Uh, and some of the best statistics come out of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, because they not only focus on missing children, but they also focus on child exploitation and the trafficking of children as well. So when you look at their, their statistics and their data, what they found was that over a five-year period, they had an 846% increase in, in, in suspected child trafficking cases. Now, and that's just children, so under the age of 18 or minors, right? That doesn't include people who are 19 years old or, or women who are 20 years old who are being trafficked. That is just minors, an 846% increase. So then the question is why? Well, the reason why is right here. It's the smartphone. We have these broadband connected computers now that are in our pockets and that those technologies that we use in our in our daily lives are also leveraged by human traffickers to be able to expand their businesses and get in front of customers in the same way we do with our companies and so the the human traffickers ability to take that human trafficking victim off the street everybody thinks of the old red light district where where you know the uh, persons who were being prostituted were walking up and down the street looking for customers. Well, many of those predominantly women were actually human trafficking victims. And so now we took them off the street where law enforcement can find them, put them in hotels, put them behind closed doors because they no longer had to advertise in the open. They can now advertise online. They could take their payments online. They could get directions to the hotel online. And so it's actually the adoption of the smartphone, which let's face it, is just a broadband connected microcomputer. The adoption of the smartphone is what directly led to the modern explosion in human trafficking that we see today. We have been working with gaming platforms and underage users and prevention from um, the child exploitation is a top urgent um, disruptive behavior they try to prevent uh, for their platform. And they work with uh, law enforcement uh, hand in hand to make sure that happens. And how Deliver Fund is a solution uh, waves into between platforms and the law enforcement to help platforms prevent uh, from potential human trafficking uh, scenarios? So the way that we work at Deliver Fund is uh, we work off an equip, train, and advise model when we work with law enforcement, but we do exactly the same thing with commercial companies. 
And that equip that we talk about, and equip, train, and advise, by the way, is the model that we use to fight terrorism and narcotics overseas. So we go into another country, you know, the CIA or the special operations world will go into another country. They will equip, train, and advise the locals to be able to deal with their own problem. We take exactly the same approach to the fight against human trafficking because when you overlap human trafficking and terrorism, what you find is that you, you have a lot of similarities in the way that those markets work. And, and it's important for us to understand that human trafficking is a market. And so we can either, so, so we, can, we can attack it as a market. If, if that makes sense. So when we look at attacking a market, the, the points of vulnerability in any market or any business model are the points of transaction. So it's human trafficker getting in contact with a, a potential victim. We see that happening primarily through social media and uh, gaming consoles and any, any place where there is a chat capability and you have a, a a predominantly minor population, you're going to have human traffickers in that, in, that, in that population. So that's a point of transaction in that the human trafficker gets access to the platform. So we could prevent this whole thing by just keeping the human trafficker out of the platform to begin with. But let's say the human trafficker gets into the platform. Well, now the human trafficker has to communicate with the potential victim. Well, there's another point of transaction. So another place for us to prevent human trafficking. Now that human trafficker will convert that human trafficking victim to another communication platform because they're not going to continue to just talk on, say, the gaming console. So they, you know, they start uh, communicating with them over, say, um, a chat platform like Discord, and then they'll possibly move them to another communications platform. This is happening over a period of months to sometimes years. So this is they're patient. This is a slow process because they're doing this with lots of potential victims because they know that it's going to, they have to communicate with 10 in order to get five to actually talk to them in order to get two to develop a relationship and agree to a physical meeting in order to get one to actually show up. So for them, it's a, it's, it's a sales game like any other business. So each one of these points of communication in the beginning phases are points of transaction. Then once the human trafficker gets control of the victim, then the human trafficker will advertise that victim online. There's another point of transaction. Then the customer has to find the, the, the product in this case. There's another point of transaction. Then they have to pay for it. There's a point of transaction. And then there's actually, you know, in this case, I mean, let's look at it like a market, there's services rendered. There's another point of transaction. And then the cycle starts all over again, which is another point of transaction. So what we do at Deliver Fund is we actually help private companies and law enforcement attack the human trafficking market at each one of those points of transaction so that instead of the only place they can find human trafficking is at the end of the cycle, we give them the opportunity to attack it throughout the cycle. It's very interesting you frame this in this way, it's almost a supply chain of vulnerabilities and you try to intercept or prevent at each step forward. But pragmatically, 
you have law enforcement, you have the commercial um, entities. Mm -hmm. Where did you start when you first started uh, Deliver Fund? And so far, if you look at the supply chain of vulnerabilities, where, it, where you find the most effective for you to intercept uh, and focus on? So we started by actually just being a bunch of academic nerds and studying the market and figuring out what was actually happening. Um, there's lots of books on human trafficking and, and lots of stories about human trafficking, but that's not the root meat of the data that actually helps you figure out where those points of vulnerabilities are and actually helps you map out the market and, and, and understand how the market works. So what we do is, uh, and I like to, uh, the analogy I like to make here is imagine if in your investment dollars, your, your whole investment strategy or your, your, uh, your manager's whole investment strategy was based around reading success stories. They weren't actually looking at any data. They weren't actually looking at, at anything um, other than what had uh, reading some story about how somebody built a big company. That, that's not an effective strategy. And that's essentially what we've been doing in the fight against human trafficking. So we started just, just trying to figure out what the market looked like and where it's and, and map out its points of vulnerability. Then we started working directly with law enforcement, and we still do. We work with over 100 law enforcement agencies around the United States and a few international ones. And we, we take that, uh, that, that data that we've learned from mapping out the, the, all of the different vulnerabilities within the market, and then we enhance the law enforcement system to be able to attack those points of vulnerability. But that's just a portion of it. There's not enough law enforcement officers and not enough prosecutors to be able to find every human trafficker and be able to prevent every potential victim from actually becoming a victim. So we realized that we needed to start working with private industry because the major majority of that supply chain that you spoke of is actually under the control of, the, of commercial companies, of, of private industry. So we started working with private industry and we found that to be very effective because every human trafficker that gets kicked off a gaming platform is a human trafficker that cannot communicate with a potential victim. And it's very important for us to distill this down to its, its, its foundational principles. When you look at the equation of human trafficking, you cannot have a human trafficking victim if you do not have a human trafficker. It's the common denominator in the equation. Without it, the whole thing falls apart. So that's why we focused on getting human traffickers put in jail. But now we're focusing on helping private industry keep human traffickers from leveraging their platforms because there's liability for brands around this. Um, there are plenty of uh, legal cases actually right now where you've got human trafficking victims who are being, who are suing hotel chains, uh, software companies, uh, they're, they're suing these companies because their argument is that they, those companies facilitated, albeit unwillingly, but facilitated the crimes that happened against them. So for us being able to help private industry with that, there's, there's the economic effects of having to be wrapped up in court and you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars on 
legal fees, trying to get the case thrown out. But let's talk about the, what's the public perception here when a news story comes out that says that this individual is suing this major social media brand or this major hotel brand or, or major software brand because that software brand facilitated their abuse. The brand damage right there is, is significant. And not only does it hurt the reputation of the brand, hurt the reputation of the company, but it also then causes those companies to lose customers because especially if they, if they have minors on their platforms, like, like say gaming platforms and social media, then parents start saying, all right, I'm not gonna allow my child to play the game that was mentioned in that news article that I read. So the brand damage is very, very significant. Uh, and then we also, there, we, we have seen a correlation in these articles coming out and stock prices dropping. So it also affects the, you know, the wealth of the owners and the employees and the investors. So there, there's, there's many, many different reasons to, you know, for brands to keep their brand from being leveraged by a human trafficker for the purposes of human trafficking. It's super interesting. It's kind of related to the, the standards at OSS we try to build. Uh, you know, one thing I've learned is when we try to build a consensus and the standards, there are certain disruptive behaviors are you right. to discuss about, argue about, uh, the definition of sexual harassment was a tolerance level. But when it comes to human trafficking, it is illegal, it's no brainer, it's huge liabilities as you talked about. So it's definitely something that major platforms want to moderate off their platform. We know, we know the liabilities, as you just mentioned, but in reality, what, do, you, do you feel that when you talk with those platforms, um, they are receptive when you say, to your platform, hey, you know, I want to take human trafficking off your platform. Are, are platforms jumping on it or they're hesitant? Um, and in, if in the latter case, what do you think um, the key reasons why they are actually hesitant to, to, to work on that potentially with you? So there is some hesitancy, but only in conversation. So every, every gaming platform, every social media platform, uh, every, every platform that has both minors and adults on it knows they have a human trafficking problem. Whether or not they're going to admit it publicly is, is, is irrelevant. They know they have a human trafficking problem. But it's always been the conversation of, well, what do we do about it? there's never really been a solution, especially a scalable solution. So throwing people at this problem because the problem is so massive is not a, is not a viable tactic. It's like, it's like saying that you're gonna get rid of all hate speech off the internet by just throwing moderators at the internet. Okay, well that means 50% of the world's population is now a moderator. Now it doesn't work. It, it requires technical solutions to be able to solve these problems. And so that's what we've actually developed at Deliver Fund where instead of saying, hey, you have a human trafficking problem, you should do something about it. We say, we know that you have a human trafficking problem just like you do, and here's a solution that you can implement to actually keep this off of your platform. And for that, I mean, we work with some of the most recognizable, you know, publicly traded household names 
uh, when it comes to this. And, and it's very quickly becoming a, the de facto standard of, of best practice to say that, hey, we work with Deliver Fund or any of Deliver Fund's partners like Spectrum to say, we are doing the absolute best that we can because you know we have, for better or worse, kind of become the industry standard around fighting human trafficking commercially. I want to unpack one point you just mentioned about the common denominator, the trafficker behind every mm -hmm. single um, trafficked uh, individual. One of the mm -hmm. challenges that I've heard is that if one platform tries to do the right thing, but if a child uh, is taken off their platform, then they, they lost track um, of that individual to keep uh, doing the right things. Um, and things get even more complicated um, if the platform uh, found the situation reported to NICMAC, for example. But then you also mentioned when it goes to be the case of international collaboration, if it's no longer in the US. And then we also lose the track um, when it goes beyond the boundary um, within a nation. So how can we create this repository um, of traffickers so that when all platforms try to solve the problem, it is possible? So that's exactly what we did. Um, so we have the largest, cleanest human trafficking database in the existence of the world. Uh, and, and querying that database has kind of become the industry standard for fighting human trafficking on platforms. And our technology continues to evolve as well. And then we have obviously some capabilities that we provide to commercial customers that we just don't discuss publicly that only our commercial commercial clients get to uh, get to get to know about. Um, but but that, that's a very important uh, point. And I've heard those arguments, but I like to, again, take it back to my old world on the war on terror. If I said, uh, hey, Tiffany, there's a bomb factory next to your house, but we're going to go ahead and leave that factory there so that we know where it is. Right. I mean, it doesn't, it, 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 it's, it, it, it's an argument that, that doesn't really hold water. And so we, you know, let's make it, instead of law enforcement being able, having to work through, say, 25 different platforms where human traffickers could be, let's reduce that down to two. Right. So, so we're, we're, you know, it's, it's the equivalent of me telling you to go, you know, catch a specific fish in the ocean or go catch a specific fish in a small pond. Yeah, it's very interesting because it's true that recognizing a problem uh, or reporting a human trafficker is different from offering a solution and mm -hmm. getting the trafficker off the society, right? So, so, so it's, 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 it's very interesting to to, to highlight that. Because um, today what we've seen is that platforms will say, I don't want that liabilities. I will use a technology that is off my platform. It's different from, as a society, let's take those, those traffickers off the society and you need a common database to track end-to-end, uh, -end, as, as you're saying. Exactly. There's, there's also the, you know, for, for specific companies and specific brands, when they look at the human trafficking problem and they look at it holistically, if you are reporting a human trafficker to law enforcement as a company, you have already incurred the liability. Mm 
Mm -hmm. like now you're just now you're just trying to uh, really go into a risk mitigation and and uh, damage control mode. Well, let's keep the human trafficker from ever being able to use the platform in the first place. So if the human trafficker can't ever communicate with a child, well, now the platform, the brand is actually creating a safe space for the child, which makes the parents feel good, which makes the child feel good. So the child will get to continue to use the platform. I, I like this proactive mentality. You kind of anti-human trafficking by design. Do not even let them to occur um, on my mm -hmm. platform. It's it's very interesting perspective because um, one challenge that we've seen as well as the transparency report, um, right? When it comes to human trafficking, it's important you do the right thing to keep them away or take them off the platform. But reporting that they 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 are actually every human traffickers on the platform isn't um, isn't doing too well to to the brand. So it's an area that people try try to do the right thing, but on the other hand cannot openly report it. Right. And so it, what it does is it, it, it takes that, that sticky situation away from the moderators and away from the platform because these moderators are not experts in human trafficking. Most of the moderator groups that, because we will also train moderators on what to look for in case things slip through the cracks, these moderators have no idea. Because yeah. it's not what they do where our analysts, what they do is they fight human trafficking all day, every day, and are the, some of them are the world's foremost subject matter experts on hunting human traffickers online. So, so, you know, we, we get the opportunity, if you will, to hyper focus on one specific problem and really become the experts at that problem. So if we can prevent the human trafficker from ever getting on the platform in the first place, well, yes, the human trafficker will just go to another platform, but that is no longer that brand's problem. That is society's problem. But if the next platform does the same thing and the next one, the same thing and so on and so forth, then eventually what we have done is we've denied a whole piece of technical territory to the human trafficker. So that, that, that's like, it's like having a playground that is, that is guarded by a bunch of armed law enforcement officers surrounding the playground, right? Your kids can go in and play and they still might get bumped and bruised, uh, but they're not going to be abducted and they're not going to be, you know, permanently injured. So we touched upon how to do this at scale, uh, this mm -hmm. repository, uh, this database you create, that can apply across platforms, even across um, national boundaries. Um, let's talk about the cost effectiveness. How can we do this in a cost in a cost effective way? And, and that's actually a great question. Obviously, that's where 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 SaaS technologies and the you know the beauty of the modern SaaS technology comes in is. To be able to do this in a cost-effective way, you have to have computers that can do it all the time, nearly as effective as a human can. Uh, but then you've got to have the data behind that, and so that's the problem that we that we solve. So if you take you know a case of Spectrum as a great example, being able to being able to be that data pipeline and you know counter human trafficking capability that gets built into existing platforms. 
know, what we do at Deliver Fund is, is we're not there to disrupt the system, right? Deliver Fund is not there to to build the next uh, the next uh, chatbot or the next AI platform or the next fintech platform. No, we integrate into the chatbots and into the AI platforms and into the fintech platforms so that we can enhance their capabilities because most of them are already doing something along the lines of prevention of be it you know bullying sextortion right any of these you know negative uh conversation pieces they're they're already doing that so why not just add human trafficking to the list of of things that that technology is preventing and that's how we do that at scale is by making it so that so that everybody can do it and a great example is if you're a tech company and you have uh, a suspicion of child exploitation happening on your platform, you can report that to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and they will work with you. Well, National Center doesn't have an exclusive relationship with one tech company because that's not going to work. It's only going to deny it to that tech platform. So we work on the same way as we make it so that we can enhance any platform to make it so that any platform can be it can be denied to human traffickers. And we do that in financial systems with banks. We do that with hotels and the hospitality industry. And we do that with social media and, and tech providers in the and technology industries. Thank you so much, Nick. Uh, one, thing, one thing you mentioned and I want to highlight is that to moderate online toxicity, one size, one size doesn't fit all. Uh, moderators mm -hmm. are not specialists in human trafficking. What we have seen is that if you have 10 to 20 behaviors you want to moderate on your platforms, um, you actually have to have different AI models mm -hmm. to be specialized in different behaviors. But AI is only as good as data gets. So having specialists behind um, each use case, human trafficking, racism, white supremacy, radicalization, really allow your platforms to do the moderation in a, in, in a more accurate way. So that's something mm -hmm. you alluded to and I wanna, wanna, I wanna highlight, and that's why it's important to, to have a specialized list like yourself and like deliver fund to do it. That's right. Uh, you know, that all of that data that we have helps to identify human traffickers can also be used and has also been used to train AI models to give them the correct answers to the test so that when they go out and take the test in the future, they know what the right answers are. Yeah. No, thank you so much, Nick. Uh, not only for sharing your experiences with our audience on this podcast, but ha but, but also ha have been a tremendous advisor to OSS Consortium. And I'm confident with your um, expertise, we, we can create a standards which, which keep our digital society safer. I agree. Thank you for having me, Tiffany. Thank you, Nick.